1: I definitely have a lot of like recipes on my site that's like vegan pie crust it's literally just again substituting the butter for vegan butter honestly that's all that you have to really substitute for pie crust
2: welcome to didn't I just feed you a podcast about feeding kids Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Hey guys, before we jump into today's conversation, do you know what we're going to say? We're going to ask you to take a second to join our Didn't I Just Feed You listeners community. It is absolutely free and easy to join. All you need to do is share your email with us and nobody else.
3: We'll put a link in our show notes to make it easy for you to join, or you can jump to the community page on our site, or use the link in our Instagram bio where we're at Didn't I Just Feed You to join anytime. And if you're comfortable supporting Didn't I Just Feed You and our efforts to publish free weekly episodes, we'd love to welcome you to our community as a supporting member. Supporting members can pledge their support monthly or annually and receive awesome perks, including two exclusive episodes every month. They are long, y'all. There are not many episodes, live events, and lifetime access to our private Instagram feed, along with huge quarterly giveaways. Stacey, I'm really excited about today's conversation because I feel like In 2021, we've had this thread of having vegan and vegetarian perspectives on the show. And we've had like three or four bakers this fall holiday season. And I feel like we haven't really talked about vegan baking, which is kind of a big deal.
2: It is kind of a big deal. And I feel like we made a really bold move (laughs) because we did not invite a dedicated vegan baker to be a guest on this episode about vegan baking. And we're going to talk specifically about some holiday stuff as well, but it was by design y'all. It was by design. (laughs) We wanted someone who does excellent top-notch vegan baking, but comes at it from a more flexible perspective. So I don't know, that felt really important to us because, you know, over the course of the year, we kind of had this arc. We've talked about why going vegan with a family is definitely safe and how you can make it as well-balanced an option for your family as possible, if that's something you want to do. We've talked about veganism in the context of environmentalism and what that means for families who are busy and already stretched and have so much to think about.
3: We've also talked about vegan cooking in the way that it can just be delicious without it having to be under this vegan umbrella. And I think that's also what the goal here with talking about baking with someone like Shanika, who walks the line of like, she's not exclusively vegan, but she is very talented as a vegan baker. This idea that it doesn't have none of it has to be all or nothing. You can include more plant-based foods in your weekly routine, in your baking, in your holiday celebrations, whether you want to do that for your own health reasons or someone else in your family eats that way and you want to experiment and try to welcome them to the table. like We really are trying to tackle veganism, vegetarianism, from all angles throughout this last year. Yeah,
2: right. I just think that there are so many people who are passionate about vegan cooking and eating for their own reasons and really put out so much good work. But then it also is one of those things where sometimes the way we rag on food media cracks me up because it's also like what we create and do in our bread and butter, But like the food media also like has to make everything a thing. And veganism has exploded over the last couple of years. And with it has come so many dogmatic ideas about why you should be vegan, how you should be vegan, how consistently you should be incorporating plant-based foods into your diet. And for us, our perspective is like only you can decide all of that for yourselves. We just want to give you as many different perspectives as possible. You know, so when you talked about our episode on how to make vegan cooking delicious, that really was about just like maximizing flavor. But that guest came at it from a pretty hardcore vegan perspective. Yes. Right. Lauren Toyota of Hot for Food is a very... She's all, the, she's all the way vegan. She's all the way <laughs> vegan, right? And she feels very passionately about yeah, it Yeah. And like good She for thinks her. it's an important decision. So it was great to have that perspective, but we wanted to talk to her about just like making it delicious as someone who cooks vegan day in, day out. Like That's what you're passionate about. So with baking, baking is about... So much of baking for me as a non-baker, and I'm curious to hear from you because maybe you'll have a different take on it. It's just like about pure joy, like for me, mostly the end result, <laughs> not necessarily the process isn't always about old joy because it's not my favorite thing to do always. But even the process it does feel like something different. It's something that I do with Oliver. It's something that like, even though I don't do it as frequently as you, Megan, when I do do it, it's because I'm in the mood. Like it's because that's what I want to be doing versus cooking. I I love cooking, savory cooking, but there's just so many instances when I just have to do it, you know, that I can't just say it's just this joyful thing. So what we love about our guest today, Shanika, is that. She really approaches this idea of whether she's going to bake something vegan or cook something with bacon from this place of like, what's going to give me personal joy, like what's going to yield the most delicious outcome and give me that food joy feeling that I want so much from this food that I'm trying to make.
3: And also with great consideration to budget and time and again, that end result, like with Shanika's recipes, you're not going to spend all this time in the kitchen and then be like, wow, this really does not fill my bucket up for all the effort I put into
2: it. Right. So
3: I think we should introduce Shanika and like not waste any more time.
2: Let her talk to us about vegan baking. Shanika Graham White. A food stylist and recipe developer is part kitchen ninja and part interior decorating connoisseur, hence her passion for beautifully staged food photos. And you can say that again, y'all, you should go follow Follow her on Instagram. Her food photos will make you drool. She's a self-taught cook and baker who created the blog Orchids and Sweet Tea to be a source of comfort and sweets with a healthy twist. She desires to help others turn the little that they have into something magical fantastically delicious food. On our blog, you will find dairy-free, gluten-free, and vegan versions of old and new favorites. And what I love is that you'll also just find classic versions of your favorites too. Shanika, as you, I hope, know, based on my shares on social media and the fact that I like have the book right here and I'm showing it to you. It's always within an arm's reach. I love your book, Orchids and Sweet Tea, Plant Forward Recipes with Jamaican Flavor and Southern Charm. It is full of such mouthwatering stuff. And one of the things that we love about your work in general Mm -hmm. is that you kind of effortlessly and unapologetically move between like vegan cooking, dairy-free cooking, and like omnivore cooking. And so as part of our series on being more plant-based, we thought that that was a really important perspective to bring in. So we're going to dig in specifically to vegan baking because it's the holidays and that's like a really big sticking point for a lot of people, especially people who might be new to plant-forward cooking. But I just want to take a minute to step back and talk about this book, why you wrote it, and just kind of like orient us in your approach altogether. Because I think it's such a refreshing one. It's so not dogmatic. (laughs) I love that. Yes, I do. Perfectly said.
1: So to be honest, I wrote this cookbook because... Like you said, I feel like a lot of people are really intimidated by the kitchen and whether that's baking or cooking, I just feel like, I mean, I was once that I i didn't come from like a culinary background. I don't have like a line of chefs in my family or anything. So I just kind of grew up seeing you know, a few people kind of be in the kitchen and kind of just cook just because you have to make a meal, nothing special. And I thought that it was like super hard to probably create something that looked like it came out of a restaurant or just kind of like felt like there's just so much bowl flavor. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I wrote this book, because I wanted people to understand that it doesn't take a lot to make something that's interesting or something that tastes really great. Um, or it looks really great. Um, so that's kind of like one of the reasons, the main reasons why I wrote this book, just to kind of give people confidence, give people like tips just to show them like, okay, you all you have to do is substitute. All you have to do is be creative. All you have to do is just experiment. So yeah, so that's kind of like why I wrote this cookbook. I love that. Also, we have to,
2: we do have to admit that as much <laughs> as people can make their food look good, Not everyone is as talented a photographer as you.
1: Oh (laughs) my gosh. Your stuff looks (laughs) particularly
2: particularly good, (laughs) I will say. (laughs) But I don't know. I feel like as a fan of yours, your baked goods and your vegan baked goods Mm -hmm. are one of the main attractions. I don't know. Do you feel that way? Like, is your audience
1: always clamoring? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, a lot of people actually think that I'm just fully plant-based or vegan, Yeah. which is so bad because it's almost like my other stuff are invisible. And I'm like, (laughs) no, but I do, I do share like regular too, but no, people really just hone in on the vegan. So yeah, I guess that's a good thing. (laughs)
3: You know what I think it is? It's like what you were saying about how people can be really intimidated by the kitchen in general, and then Mm -hmm. you put the vegan label on any type of food, and people are a little bit more intimidated, and then when it comes to baking, everything that already exists is so traditional and not vegan or not plant-based. So when people see how beautiful your baked goods are, I think that they're like just absolutely blown away, (laughs) but they also come across as very accessible. Like, oh, I can totally bake that and make it as beautiful as Shanika did. So I'm super curious. I know you said you feel like a lot of your other work gets hidden, but like, do you love Vegan baking and like, what's the magic there
2: for you?
1: I do vegan baking can be a little hard sometimes, especially Mm -hmm. when like you're like for me. I try to do like classic favorites and make a twist to them. Yes. So sometimes certain things for me, like I don't like making vegan just because I feel like it deserves to just remain classic. Yes. Um, but yeah, I do love vegan vegan baking, and honestly, I think the magic is just because. Like if anyone knows my backstory, of they've been following and 3T, then you know why I even started doing dairy-free, gluten-free and vegan. Like after having my son going through postpartum and then my body not being able to fully digest like dairy and gluten as much as it did, it kind of like put me in that place of dabbling more into the plant-based. So I think for me, that's the magic because a lot of things I just want to be able to enjoy too. And so I try to make them more vegan um just so that I can enjoy it fully. So I think that's probably it's probably just something personal the magic is just like yes. I just want to enjoy it too. So But there's yeah. more than that. There's your personal story, but there's also this idea that
2: the decisions you're making when you go into the kitchen, when you're developing a recipe, when you're deciding mm-hmm. what to make come from this sense of enjoyment. What's going to give me joy and comfort? And then also feel good in my body as opposed to having this fixed idea that like vegan is healthier, you know, like and being like (laughs) stuck in that, that really whatever your it sounds like your definition of healthy is what feels good and tastes good and gives you that like mm, that food joy feeling that you love. And I think that that's something that we hope for everybody, that there's lots of reasons for people to go vegan. If it gets you to eat more plants that can be healthier for your body, can be healthier for the planet, but like, it doesn't have to be a zero sum game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that really stems from even like my family, like my mom is more receptive to plant-based eating but not like my general family because yeah. I come from a Jamaican background. <laughs> so a lot of like, is a lot of meat and a lot of like, you know, the yeah. unhealthy things. And I feel like I, maybe that's why I adapted that mindset because I just know like for my dad to eat anything plant-based, like you literally have to trick him and he doesn't even know <laughs> that it is. <laughs> so I feel like I just go in doing that because I feel like people want that too. Like you said, they want to feel like I can eat something that is healthy, but I don't necessarily have to feel like it's healthy. Like, I don't have to feel like it's like a salad or I have to feel like I'm not being able to indulge in something really good. So yeah. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I love that you brought family into this because I I look at it like from the other perspective of I am a home baker. I love butter and sugar <laughs> and eggs combined together. Yeah. But I want to be set up in a way where my family who's exper- experimenting with veganism or trying to eat more plant-based or watch their heart health can yeah. also enjoy those baked goods. So I'm so curious, like what do you feel like home bakers should have on hand as alternatives to a lot of the traditional, what we call baking staples like butter and milk and eggs?
1: Okay. So my top list of things that bakers should have. So definitely vegan butter. That's a must Um, because like you, I love butter. And, you know, coming from down South, butter, sugar, all of that good stuff. (laughs) Um, So I definitely say vegan butter. For milks, there are so many dairy-free milk options now. I feel like you can really do it based on personal preference. I love to use like almond milk a lot. And I do use oat milk and I do use coconut milk. um, But there are just like so many other options. So I always just give people that option of like, use your favorite plant-based milk. So having a dairy-free milk on hand, definitely having canned coconut milk as well is a big thing, especially for vegan baking, especially for pies or anything like custard-like. I definitely say like arrowroot starch because that's like a really healthy gluten-free, you know, sub to like cornstarch. Okay. Um, But if you want to use cornstarch, you can, but I definitely use arrowroot starch a lot. For sweeteners, I often use organic brown sugar or I'll use like organic cane sugar. But some people don't want to use processed sugars. So if you don't, you can use like pure maple syrup or like agave as your sweetener. Um, You can also use dates or if you have date syrup, that's like really good too. I think for flowers, like I love using organic all purpose flour all the time. Um, But for if if you want to do like something gluten free, there's like so many gluten free options. Bob's Red Mill, which is like my favorite to use. They have like a great gluten free blend. That's a lot easier. But if you want to go into like full on gluten free, you can do like oat flour, almond flour, those sort of things. So yeah, I think those are like my top like you must must have those at least.
3: (laughs) Okay, so I have two follow up questions. One, You mentioned sugar, like that some people don't want to use it. What is the vegan consideration when it comes to processed sugar? Is there something like within the processing that can make sugar not vegan friendly?
1: I think unorganic sugar, there's like some kind of process that happens that doesn't make it vegan. Um, Or it's probably just been in the presence of like anything else that's been like with animal ingredients or anything. Um, so they say if it has organic on it, like organic brown sugar or organic cane sugar, like that means that it's vegan friendly. Okay.
3: I love that. That's super helpful. And then my other question was what about you, you mentioned starch starches for like making custard, like things and coconut milk, but what about egg replacements? Like, do you, like egg replacements or do you rely on like flax eggs, et cetera, for veganizing some family
2: favorites?
1: Yeah. So I actually just decided that I wanted to try like, you know, an egg replacement, like just egg or Bob's Red Mill also has like a great powder egg replacement. Um, But yeah, like you said, I love using flax eggs or chia eggs. Those are like my two main go-tos. So I guess like having flaxseed meals or having chia seeds is also another thing that's like important to have. But yeah, um, there are so many, there are other egg replacements as well, but I love those too, for sure.
2: I love that your vegan baking list feels pretty simple and straightforward with ingredients that you can get at the supermarket. Cause I remember years ago, my now 14 year old was dairy-free because he was having major stomach issues. Right. So he was dairy-free for a couple of years, actually, as we worked on kind of healing his gut. And, or he grew out of it, who knows? (laughs) Who really knows how these (laughs) things work, to be honest? (laughs) But, you know, this was before the proliferation of vegan everything and being able to find versions, vegan versions of like nearly every food ever made. And (laughs) these were the ingredients that I was experimenting with now. And I kind of feel like sometimes you go to vegan, especially baking recipes and sites as opposed to regular cooking. And it's like, you know, you're like, oh gosh, well, that's like $250 worth of ingredients that I don't have that might be harder to find and that if I'm just dabbling, am I might even use <laughs> yeah. all this up before it goes right. bad? You know, yeah. but like chia and flax, easy to find, put them in smoothies, put them in any kind of baking, you know, like coconut milk. Great. You know,
1: I'm going to use that for a million things. So I, right. I really appreciate that. I'm glad because I definitely try to keep things simple because I do know, like, I know, you know, I have a lot of like other fellow bloggers that are really deep into like, they're, they specialize in vegan baking. Yeah. And sometimes it can be a little intimidating with like some of the ingredients or sometimes you're just yeah. like, I've never tried that and I don't know if it'll work. So I try to keep things really simple because again, I know that my audience, not all of them are vegan. Some people just like eating healthier or like incorporating plant-based. So I definitely try to be as like simple. I appreciate <laughs> that. I do feel like that's a huge plus and a
2: huge part of the appeal of your work is that it feels like I can dabble in plant-based with yeah. your recipes. Stacy, I don't know about
3: you, but I've been in a major spring cleaning mode, including purging and organizing my closet. I'm putting away winter sweaters and donating things that don't work for me anymore, but I'm so excited to be pulling out some of my favorite items from Quince to put back into rotation.
2: Totally. I love the pieces that I bought from Quince last year too. And neither of us should really be surprised. We love Quince for their quality. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us.
3: Which means I can actually add some pieces back to my closet after my spring clear out. I love the linen pants and top I got last season so much, but my next purchase is one of Quince's gorgeous 100%
2: washable silk skirts. Oh, that's so pretty. And the best part, all Quince items from silk to 14 karat gold are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. That's why I snagged my favorite oversized cashmere boyfriend cardigan from Quince instead of any other brand. Indulge in affordable luxury.
3: Go to quince.com slash D-I-J-F-Y for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash D-I-J-F-Y short for Didn't I Just Feed You to get free shipping and 365 day returns. We know you're seeing all the Mother's Day gift guides everywhere and while we usually do some Didn't I Just Feed You version this year we have the one perfect Mother's Day gift that works for everyone Longtime listeners know that Stacey and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with BiHeart, an infant nutrition company, on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is BiHeart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. Additional terms and conditions apply.
2: Okay, well, the holidays are coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Baking fast is approaching. Fast approaching. <laughs> so talk to us about some of your favorite holiday baked goods and which you do vegan versus which you try to just like keep traditional because yeah, you don't mess you with said a good at thing. the
3: beginning
1: you're like there's some things I'm not yeah I'm not things, gonna mess I'm not messing with, that. with we
2: would still like to know
1: about those also. <laughs> right, right? <laughs> so I definitely love making cinnamon rolls that's like one yes. of my top faves. um I love doing them both regular and vegan so those I don't mind making vegan because I feel like it's it's kind of easy to substitute and you don't really taste the difference, at least the way that I try to make it. Like I try to make it where you don't taste the difference. Yes, we like that. <laughs> <laughs> so that I think is like dual. I think for me cheesecake is something that I love making yes. during the holidays and I definitely do not like making them vegan. <laughs> That's I'm going to indulge in all I, of the treats. I really excited. I was
3: like,
2: oh my God, we're going to hear about vegan cheesecake.
3: <laughs> well, you know what's
2: so crazy is that I'm not vegan and I agree that, like, I just want it to taste the way I want it to taste. Like, yes. if you give it to me vegan and it tastes the way I want it to taste, like, <laughs> awesome. I don't right. care what, you know, for whatever reason, I'm really bizarrely intrigued by vegan cheesecakey desserts. Like, if you went really? into my, yeah, I feel like I'm revealing something about myself. Like, if you went into my <laughs> Instagram, like saved posts, mm-hmm. like food inspiration, there's a lot of like vegan cream cheesy cheesecake stuff. Like, why? Okay. I don't know. There's something about <laughs> the idea. That it looks so good and it looks in the photography like it has just the right texture and you're like, Mm -hmm. it's magic. How did you do that with cashews? (laughs) But you're not into it. It just no. doesn't have the same, like, what is it, mouthfeel taste? Um, what? Yeah,
1: I feel like the texture is not the same yeah. and just the taste. Um, I love cashews. Like, that's my main go-to, especially making things vegan like queso and stuff. Yeah. That's like, I love it. I love it. But I don't know. With cheesecake, I don't know. Maybe it's because that's how I started. Like, cheesecake was just regular cheesecake. Yeah. So I just feel comparing it, eh, not so much. That's so funny that you mentioned queso, too, because- <laughs>
2: We tried a vegan queso that was mm-hmm. really, really good. And I was like, this is totally delicious. People should try it because it's going to open their eyes to how good you can make it. And right. I'll probably never make this again. Like if it's queso, <laughs> I want cheese. But it was the long right? ingredient list too was part of it, right? Yeah. Like,
3: yeah. yeah. It was pretty but I,
2: easy though in the end of the day.
3: Yeah. To, but to your point about like, you know, to buy the things to make traditional queso, it, you're going to spend eight dollars maybe but then to buy all the ingredients to make the vegan queso you're going to spend way more than that and I I feel like cheesecake would be the same thing where it's like you would have to spend a lot of money on cashews to make a really <laughs> yeah. tall super satisfying well yeah cheesecake. yeah because
1: yes. yeah, I love thick slices so yes, yeah you definitely yes, yes. <laughs> I
2: slices I want I want thick slices on a t-shirt <laughs> That would be good. That would be good. (laughs) Because that is 100% how I feel about it. Okay. So (laughs) holiday baking, cinnamon rolls, check, cheesecake. What else? Are there any like holiday cookies or any like traditional sweets that were made in your family every year?
1: Um, Okay. So that's kind of hard. Okay. So in the Southern, in my Southern like side of things, Mm -hmm. definitely like all the pies, I want to say like cakes? Yeah, kind of, but not really. And yeah, I guess that would be that would, that would be like the main things for me. Do you like making
2: vegan pie crust? Talk to us about that cuz pies are really big in the holidays.
1: Yes, so it's super easy. Um I definitely have a lot of like recipes on my site that's like vegan pie crust. It's literally just again substituting the butter for vegan butter. And just using, I like to use milk. Some people use water. So it's really up to you on that. Um, And then using apple cider vinegar, which is like, yeah. So that's like, it gives it great acidity and it also helps with the binding. So that's honestly, that's all that you have to really substitute for pie crust. Everything else is the same. So it's the same flour, same salt, same sugar. And it's really, it's still the same simple, easy. I feel like the dough, it, it works the same. Um, so for me, I feel like there's no intimidation there with pie crusts in terms of anything else, like in the Jamaican household, it's totally different because for for them, like for Christmas and stuff, they actually make like black cake, which is actually made out of rum. Yeah. And <laughs> they also make like other like fruit cakes and like, you know, banana breads. So it's really simple. It's not as extravagant as like the Americanized version of holiday baking. Yes, totally. But for me, honestly, cookies is the one thing I think is another thing that I wouldn't really like to make vegan that much. Mm-hmm. And that's also another holiday thing that I feel like I would have go. To be honest, I'm not a cookie person. And then all the cookies they have and some of the ones that are like dry looking, I'm like, uh. Every
3: baker (laughs) we've had on for the last few years, like pre-holiday, they're like, don't make sugar cookies. It's not worth your time. It's not worth your effort. They are dry and dusty. and No one wants to eat them. Yeah. So true. (laughs) I really love the idea that like banana bread is a delicious enough to serve for a holiday too. Like I think we've made this, made it this thing where it's very like ubiquitous and very homey, but it's actually quite complex in flavor and can be really stunning as both like a gift and a holiday celebration too. Yes.
1: And do you make your quick breads vegan? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of them actually are, I think majority, I don't, no, if I have any one that's of regular. Have like
2: oil, right? Instead do you use yeah. like regular canola oil or are you starting to play with like the coconut oils?
1: So I do use coconut oil mm-hmm. and I do use vegetable oil. Um and then sometimes I just say I'll just melt like the vegan butter yeah. and substitute it that way. Yeah.
2: Okay, so something that I'm hearing as a theme just in terms of vegan baking and people who want to experiment with it is It sounds to me, and I am reading between the lines, so absolutely feel free to (laughs) correct me. That you're saying, like, you know, you want to think about the category of baking, Mm -hmm. but if it's something like a pie crust, if it's something like a simple quick bread that already is calling for oil, that you really can just take your favorite recipe and experiment with it. And then, you know, in some cases you might find, like with the pie crust, you mentioned the cider, you know, a traditional mm-hmm. pie crust recipe may not call for cider vinegar. Right. So that was an addition that you'd find in your vegan recipe. But for the most part, it's okay to just kind of dive in and begin your exploration by substituting vegan ingredients in your favorite simple baking recipes. Yes. You feel like
1: that's, that's fair? That's my approach. Yes. Very fair.
2: Okay. And then if it's not working, you might want to like cross-reference with like your favorite vegan baker or someone like you who's really making distinctions based on what veganizes, (laughs) for lack of a better word, (laughs) well and what doesn't, you know, as opposed to going to a site where it's all vegan. And so no matter what, they're going to make it a vegan version. Right. Right. Absolutely. All right. Well, okay. Okay. Megan, did you want to jump yeah, in? I okay. have a
3: question. So we're still like in the thick of holiday shopping. We mm-hmm. just will have had our cookbook episode about like some new released cookbooks. I want to tease people to go buy your cookbook. Yes. As both, for both for themselves as a resource and as a gift. So can you tell us like three of your favorite recipes from the book? I know it's
1: oh like gosh. choosing favorite okay. children. <laughs> Sometimes we yes. make
3: cookbook authors play the game of, like, kiss, marry, kill with their <laughs> recipes. We won't do that today, but we'd just love to know, like, three standout recipes.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah, like you said, that is very hard. <laughs> but You can do hard things, Shanika. <laughs> we can do hard things. Do it. Yes. I think one for sure is my sweet potato rigatoni pasta yes. recipe. Definitely. I love everything sweet potatoes and I love pasta. So I felt like, why not just put the two together? But for anybody that loves pasta, that one's like super creamy and it is really easy to make the sauce. Like it's not something super intimidating. Um, So that's one. I think for sure. One of my mocktails, I would have to say, I don't know if I can choose, but I think it's
3: fair to say that that whole section is worth buying the cookbook for.
2: I would <laughs> well, say yeah. totally.
3: because we str- we even like as people who are so deep in food media, like we mm-hmm. struggled when we were when people were like, "What are great mocktails to serve?" Right? And there's so much variety in that yeah. section. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so I would say mocktails, and then if I had to choose a third, I would say. I would say one of my pizza recipes. That's mm-hmm. one of my other favorites Ooh. that I love making on the blog. Yeah, I think I had like a jerk chicken pizza on the in the cookbook, which is like really, really good. Um, or I have a barbecue veggie pizza for those who don't want to eat meat. But yeah, my pizza recipes, I definitely love making pizza, homemade pizza, because I'm such a pizza fan. Like being in New York, how could you not? <laughs> um, yeah, so I feel like one of my pizza recipes for sure.
3: To go on a little side journey, do you have vegan cheeses and vegan butter brands that you like?
1: Um, So for my vegan butter brands, I definitely love Earth Balance and I love Mayoko. I think if I'm Mm -mm. saying it right. (laughs) yeah, Yeah. I love those two as my top And for cheeses. So that's a love-hate for me. Yeah. Honestly. (laughs) Um, That's fair. Cheeses, I don't know. I feel like the textures or like the way it melts is not the same as like regular. But if I was to choose, I definitely would say um, I love Daya's cheese, shreds. And then um, So Delicious actually came out with like a whole line which is pretty cool because I love I love their like milks their dairy-free milks and their ice creams and like their whole line
3: right and they're like in so many grocery stores so they're super easy to find which is a consideration for some people like who might be in small towns and not have super stocked grocery stores like being able to find it is huge
1: if you don't like cheese shreds like I do, definitely nutritionally used to have on hand.
3: Yes. Yes. I agree yeah. with
1: that because I'm I love that consideration.
3: <laughs> I'm not into vegan cheese. It's just like, <laughs> it's not the flavor for me. I think a lot of brands hit the flavor really well. It's yeah. the, it's the texture. texture. And especially with yeah. things like pizza, for a little while I had an office above a pizza shop and they had a vegan slice every day. And so I would try it regularly. Mm-hmm. And when it is cold... It's yeah. like you know how cold pizza can be good. It was yeah. not with the vegan cheese. It had a no. very weird
2: texture. <laughs> Thank you. I just I needed my own side cheese journey. Right, <laughs> it's a cheese journey. I love that yes. too. I want to bring up a recipe because I feel I've been drawn to it, and it's like bookmarked for the holidays for me. Oh the vegan Jamaican peanut punch. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. So when, when is peanut punch? Is this like an all year round drink for Jamaicans? Like, tell me about it because to me, it just looks like something that I want to sip on during the holidays.
1: Right. Um, yes. So it is all year round. Um, not any special occasion, in the Jamaican culture, it's like something that they use to like strengthen. Mm-hmm. So it's like a very nutritious drink. Yes. Although I think it has a little bit of rum in it, <laughs> yes. if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> the original. Um, strengthen, yeah, <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely year round. I actually grew up seeing like my parents drink it, obviously, because I was too young it's really complex with flavors because they have like a lot of different things in it and I definitely for the cookbook like simplified it greatly mm-hmm. and I even like did a spin and used like peanut butter because um, I think they actually use peanuts uh-huh so I definitely made it simple so that it's easy for you to whip together but if you want to try it in the cookbook, I definitely recommend. If you're like a peanut butter, peanut fan, yes. you will love this. So for good. sure. And then you can also spruce it up and add your rum if yeah. you want. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm
2: I already <laughs> have that going plan. <laughs> yes. But thank you for the permission. I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So the last thing that I wanted to jump in with is I want to know your son. Mm -hmm. What is his – either tell us his favorite thing from the cookbook or something that he's really looking forward to eating during the holidays this year that mom makes.
1: Oh, boy. Um, From the cookbook, if you have it, you'll see his little hands in, like, the breakfast cookies. That's, like, his ultimate favorite. Yeah. Um, He's such a cookie fan, but very much so, more so chocolate chip. Mm-hmm. So I think for the holidays, he just would want me to make chocolate chip cookies. That's like his ultimate favorite for sure.
2: We <laughs> talk about that. Megan referenced the yeah. other bakers. Everyone's <laughs> always like, why mess with a good thing? Chocolate chip cookies. Like, yeah. Forget the sugar cookies, just right. make chocolate chip chocolate cookies. Chips.
3: Yep. Yeah. And then I mean, you that's can. That's what add everyone really wants. wants. Yes.
1: Yep. And like pretzels or a or like butterscotch or whatever. Like you can always just I think but I think Chocolate chip cookies are just so classic and you could just never get tired, honestly.
2: Really? (laughs) Couldn't agree more. Well, that seems like the perfect place to end. (laughs) Like every holiday baking recipe we've ever had Mm -hmm. has basically ended with skip the sugar cookies, keep it easy, make chocolate chip cookies. Literally. Literally, that's (laughs) the message. (laughs) We're going to (laughs) keep preaching it until the end.
3: (laughs) Janika, thanks so much for joining us today. It's always such a pleasure to chat with you.
1: Always. You guys are so fun. Oh, my gosh.
3: Stacy, I love chatting with Shanika. I feel like she gives a lot of permission to bake how you want to bake from day to day. And also a lot of like empowerment towards keeping a couple things on hand that you can make a vegan treat with really quickly on the fly. If you have guests for the holidays, or you want to include someone in your family who has dietary restrictions. The one thing that we didn't get clear on, and I just want to follow up with is The idea of sugars being vegan or not vegan, Shanika mentioned organic as a good signifier of sugar being vegan, and I don't think that that is inherently true. The issue with sugar, and especially granulated white sugar, and what can make it not vegan is that it can be processed aka it can be whitened with a product that is bone char. So like vegans are not using bone char. So it's not necessarily about looking for organic sugar, but it is looking for vegan sugar. Sometimes it is both vegan and organic. And a lot of times, if you're looking at granulated sugar, it's not quite as white as like a mass market sugar it might have a little bit of like an off white or gray color to it which won't impact your baked goods in the end um and it's maybe a little bit more expensive but worth keeping on hand
2: i had no idea about that that's so interesting and it's true i can think of certain brands that i've just picked up like if i i haven't shopped at whole foods in a million years but like that i've picked up at whole foods cuz i've just needed sugar and you grab that bag of sugar and it does it has that grayer color than a lot of the main brands that you're used to picking up at the regular supermarket. And I didn't realize that that was why. Yeah. And also um, wine can
3: be processed with bone char similarly. And so it makes it not vegan, which might just be like a hot tip for the holidays. You need to buy exclusively vegan
2: wine. Is that uh, I probably won't ever think of this again. And I'm just going to go back (laughs) to whatever (laughs) sugar is there when I need sugar. But. Sometimes when you really stop and think about it and hear stories like this, you're like, oh, I want only vegan sugar. (laughs) Like, I'm not like, I don't want bone char processed sugar. (laughs) Like that's weird. Why? So interesting. (laughs) But I guess that's just a larger conversation about our food system and how it works, right? Yeah, I think there's probably like, a, A lot,
3: lot of stuff of that. like that. I <laughs> <Yeah>. want to know. <laughs> it's okay so to want to know, about. and maybe that just changes. That is what
2: changes.
3: I said I don't want to know. though. Yeah, but yes, maybe oh, it's yeah. okay
2: to know. I should because right?
3: people start making. you start becoming aware of those things, and then yes. that impacts what you buy, and what we buy impacts what's produced and how it's produced, and so.
2: It's not you bad know what it to is it. too that also I feel like. As a recipe developer, it's really important to also buy ingredients that you know most people have access to and are buying. And like those sugars from Whole Foods tend to be um, not as fine a grain.
3: Like if you're trying to make a buttercream with them, it takes a little bit more time to incorporate them. And that
2: ends up affecting your recipe writing and it being as reliable as possible for the most number of people as possible. So what a great platform. I'm so glad you brought it up because like making people aware so they can make their own decisions is one of the best things we can do.
3: And not that like Shanika did not mention honey is one of her favorite sweeteners, but I will flag it. There are some vegans who do not choose to eat honey. That's like a personal choice because it is technically like an animal byproduct or insect byproduct. And some don't. And so just that's something to be aware of if you're feeding vegans for the holiday. Yes, for sure. Yes.
2: I'm really excited to try Shanika's
3: vegan red velvet cake
2: for the holidays. I'm so excited. I mean, red velvet, you mentioned to me that it's a... Southern holiday staple, which I didn't know, I guess, how would I, but it makes perfect sense. It's that beautiful red color, red and
3: white. And you see a lot of times like adorned with little Christmas tree, like white chocolate Christmas trees to make it more festive.
2: Red is a great holiday color. Christmas Kwanzaa, I mean, you know, Diwali already passed. I guess Hanukkah, it's not so much. You'd have to do a blue velvet cake for (laughs) for Hanukkah. But it is such a like festive color and such a delicious crowd pleaser.
3: Yeah, I was also so excited to hear about more Jamaican food traditions from Shanika. Like, I've never heard of or made black cake, and now I really want to explore that. And also the freedom to, like, make banana bread as a holiday dessert. You know me. I love, like, let's get a quick bread and make it fancy.
2: Black cake is not my favorite. I'm just going to say it's not my favorite. I feel like I wonder if it's something... No, it's just not my personal favorite. I was going to say, I wonder if it's something that you grow up with. It's a pretty strong flavor. Is it like fruitcake in that It way? is. Like, some, a, people like it, some people like it. It's a and, fruitcake variation. Yes. And yes, like I don't like any versions of fruitcake. Okay. Even those <laughs> like, even sometimes, you know how the panettone, which is so fluffy and yes, delicious, yes. has like sometimes chunks of candied fruit in there. I'm like, what are you doing in here? Get out. You just want fluffy out, cake. fruit. I just want cake. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like fruit fruitcake?
3: Um, I'm like, I don't, can't even remember the last time I m- made or ate fruitcake. So I feel, I feel like in theory, no, because Do like I don't, I don't really love raisins. Yeah. Remember it comes That's... back to that whole grape thing. And also how I say, I don't love like baked fruit desserts. And I feel like it's the, the texture of yeah. like the reconstituted dried fruit. But if you soak it in enough liquor, I'll
2: probably eat it. <laughs> okay, real quick, have you done a bunch of vegan bacon before?
3: I, you know what, I have veganized, and I don't know if it ever saw the light of day. Ooh, our biscuits, <gasps> both for really? Alton and for Kitchen. Oh my gosh, how do they? How do you feel about them? I feel pretty good about them. You know, some people make. Their like classic biscuit, their go-to biscuit is with shortening. Yeah. Um, And vegetable shortening is vegan and actually makes an incredibly fluffy biscuit. And so then all you have to do is use your favorite non-dairy milk and add a little bit of apple cider vinegar yeah. to it to make like a faux buttermilk. But also you get a little bit of better browning with the apple cider vinegar versus lemon juice. Yeah. And then you can follow any... Biscuit recipe at its heart to make vegan biscuits. Wow,
2: I feel like you're gonna have to share that with us. Okay, you got it. Um, one of my favorite holiday cookies is vegan. It's one of those oh, yeah. accidental vegan things. It's a coconut almond raspberry thumbprint cookie. It's I not feel like, my have recipe. Have you shared that before? Yeah, yeah, it's like it's our go-to. Like it's one of the cookies that I make every year. It's so delicious. It has such a great texture. It feels festive, but you can make it all year round. Other than that, a lot of our favorite vegan treats aren't so much baking. Like I have a vegan quote unquote, big heavy duty quotes, salted caramel (laughs) dip. Because obviously it's not caramel at all. Yeah. It's one of those things that people call like it's a vegan salted caramel dip. And you're like, that's not caramel. But it is a date dip that tastes like salted. It has the flavor notes of salted caramel. And it's so delicious and good and easy. Um And I used to make, I haven't made it in a while, but now I want to go back to it. Some vegan puddings made with silk and tofu. If you use yes. chocolate or chocolate and peanut butter, those chocolate flavors, the chocolate peanut butter flavor are really strong, strong enough to kind of make it so that the tofu is really about the texture, which comes out beautiful as opposed to the flavor. And it works really beautifully. Yes. Actually, when we were talking
3: about cheesecake with Shanika, I was like thinking about how silken tofu can have that cheesecake-like texture in some places or custard-like texture. And Alton has a it's called Moula's chocolate pie. And it's mm-hmm. literally like a blender filling yeah. that cold sets. And then you can do whipped coconut milk on top of it. Yep. So good. And that thinking about the chocolate crust of a pie like that made me think of recently I SOS texted you being like, it's Emmett's birthday and he has an egg allergy in his class. Mm-hmm. What treat can I grab at the grocery store? And you were like, Oreos are vegan and they're really easy as a treat. And his class, I found Pokemon-themed ones in his class, loved it. Um, So I just love this idea that more and
2: more- Like an Oreo crust with that vegan, with that tofu chocolate filling and coconut with cream on top. That sounds hella good. And that could be, that's an all-year-round, feels like an icebox pie for- Summertime, holiday. Crush candy canes and put it on top. Boom, winter holidays
3: <laughs> boom, so the whole premise here is vegan holiday baking does not have to be intimidating. It can actually be super easy. Some Oreos and a blender and some candy yes.
2: canes okay, we've given you tons of ideas. we're curious. Have you dabbled with vegan baking? if you're someone who is vegan or eats plant based a lot of the time, are you going to be doing any vegan holiday baking? Tell us. And by all means, share your favorite recipes. I think that, you know, even for us as recipe developers, finding trusted sources when you're talking about a particular diet, finding trusted sources for recipes is so important. So let's mind hive these. You can do that by joining our community. And we talked all about that at the top. Or you know what? Just find us on Instagram at didn't I just feed you and leave us a comment anywhere. Or DM us. Doesn't have to be a vegan post. Email us. Just be like, you you want to find us, send us a carrier
3: pigeon. We want to hear from you. And if you love hearing from us too, sign up for our newsletter. We promise to only email you twice a week, once to tell you when there's a new episode and another time to share our favorite tip or product pick of the week. Find the link to sign up on our site or in our Instagram bio.
2: And last but never least, don't forget to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you get your podcasts. And you know, if you have a minute, leave a rating and review. Little holiday gift yeah, to us, to us from you. <laughs> <laughs> Do it now.
3: <laughs> a huge thank you to our editor Samantha Getsick.
2: I'm Megan and I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well fed until next week. Be
1: sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening and don't forget to rate and review.